Blessings, everyone, and welcome to the Infinite Journey Podcast. I'm Paul James Caden, and today on the show, we are going to be talking about the voices of the false prophets. And this is a little bit related to what we talked about on Monday with uh, the election 2020 coming up. This podcast will be out the day after election day. And, uh, you know, I want to say, again, right out of the gate here, when I do a show like this, it's, it's not political. I'm not upholding Democrat or Republican or one candidate over the other. I'm looking beyond all of that um, and looking at the spiritual significance and, you know, overtones and undertones of the whole situation, because I think that's where we miss it. I am certainly not a political person. I was uh, a registered Republican, then I went to being an independent. I vote for uh, anybody who I think is going to do the best job, although that uh, that choice gets harder and harder with, with every election. Uh, you know, I was telling my wife the other day, uh, I've been of the school of thought with a lot of people for a very long time now that I, I don't even know if our vote counts or if we're just kind of putting on a show, you know, feeling like we're making a difference. But uh, somebody behind the curtain already knows who is going to get the job. So, you know, this this is never uh, about politics or berating people and what does all this have to do with uh, the voices of false prophets well we're going to find out in just a minute because I think this is a, a, a very important topic to talk about because of how immersed a lot of spirituality is in politics right now and has been uh, for a very long time but everything is really uh, coming to a head, uh, it, it seems. And it's something uh, we have to pay attention to. Because look, folks, you know, Jesus said his kingdom was not of this earth. And he told uh, the religious leaders of his day, or actually it was the, uh, the political leaders, this when he was on trial before uh, Pilate and, and all of those uh, people, and he said, my kingdom is not, not of this earth. Uh, and if it were, you know, my subjects would fight to defend or preserve that kingdom. But my kingdom is not of this earth. You know, Jesus always pointed us to that kingdom of God, the heavenly kingdom. You know, he said, be of this world, but not of it. He spoke to his disciples when they argued about who would be the greatest. And he said, hey, listen, you know, uh, you know, people in this world and the kings of the earth, you know, they, they bicker about this kind of thing. It's not so with you. And he who is to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven will be the servant of all. And, you know, I understand we all have to do our part. We all have to voice an opinion. We do what we can to keep the affairs of our everyday, you know, earthly life as long as we're here going smoothly and peacefully. 
but I don't think we should get so immersed in it to where it actually becomes uh, maybe psychologically and spiritually uh, dangerous. And we're going to talk about that in a moment. Uh, but again, just to reiterate, you know, this is never to choose uh, political sides. You know, it's it's not that way for me because I I've always been someone that's that's very divorced from all of that. I don't live my life according to politics. You know, if the president is good, if the president is bad, if our government takes us into the new world order and things get really bad, hey, you know, I'm I'm going to live my life the best I can. I'm going to live it in love. I'm going to live it by faith. I'm going to do my thing in service to God until I'm not able to do it anymore. And then I'll go home. You know, that's my philosophy. That's been me all of my life. If you listen to any of the chapters that I read from my book, An Angel Came Down, that are here on uh, the podcast uh, channel or wherever you happen to listen, you know, that's been the theme of my life. So I'm not so invested in, oh, you know, it's, you know, this candidate or that candidate or this party or that party. And uh, I, I, um, that's just not who I am. And I, I want that to be something that is understood time and time again. And even though I say that time and time again, over and over again, there are still people that will, you know, leave comments, you know, on some of the social media sites or send me an email and say, oh, you're choosing sides. Oh, you're anti-Trump. Oh, you're a liberal, you know, and, and let me tell you something right now, folks. And, and this is something I've never uh, told anybody because I don't feel it's anyone's business, but I'm going to be up front. Um, I voted for Donald Trump in the 2016 election. Um, there was too much corruption with the Clintons, and there, there was just no way I, I could bring myself to vote for Hillary. And that was my opinion. I know some people disagree, uh, but I, I've... Uh, I was around during the times of the Clintons, and you know the, the they were always followed by death and murder and scandal, and you know. But that's neither here nor there. You know, I I voted for Donald Trump, and when I watched the 2016 presidential inauguration, uh, I was moved. I was home by myself. You know, I, I took some time off from my work. I work from home. Uh, my wife, uh, you know, she was at work. My stepdaughter was in school. So I was watching a little bit of it on my lunch break, you know, uh, by myself. And uh, and I was moved. I was really moved because I, I, I thought to myself, I said, man, it, I feel like it's been such a long time that we'd had a presidential, you know, inauguration where there was so much prayer and hymns and reading of the scriptures and just God and country, you know, I, it made me emotional and I felt hopeful. And I said, you know, I, I took a chance. I was never a Donald Trump fan, you know, when 
Uh, I knew about him throughout the 90s, you know, with real estate and being a millionaire and, you know, all this sort of thing, billionaire. But I, I heard him talk about politics, and he made some sense when I heard him talk. And so I took the chance. And, you know, when I watched that inauguration, I said to myself, you know, I, I was moved. And I said, I, I, I think it was the right move. I think all of us that took a chance on this man did the right thing. I think we're going to be very pleased. And I think we're going to have, you know, a real, decent, thoughtful human being at the helm. Something maybe we haven't had in politics in a very long time. But I'm sad to say, within a week or two after the inauguration, it seemed to go off the rails. And it just got worse from there. And the way he talks, the way he makes fun of people, the way he's degrading, the way he's so arrogant and just blathering all the time how great he is. You know, it... it so many things just turned me off. And I said, this time around, I can't do it. I can't do it. Do I love Joe Biden? Eh, absolutely not. I've always said about politics, and we're going to get to the voices of the false prophets in a minute, but I, I got on a little bit of a, uh, a tangent here talking about this and, and, and just being real with, with all of you that listen to the show about who I am. Uh, do I love Joe Biden? No. And I've said as long as I've you know been interested in politics around election times at least a little bit, it always seems that the best candidates get thrown out first. And even those that the people do want, it seems like the political parties, nominate who they want it doesn't matter what the people want and we get the same tired politicians over and over and over you know so again we're, we're faced in this country the lesser of two evils and i feel like this is a game that's been played and is being played with the american people uh we're given the lesser of two evils to vote for every time and, you know, that just has to stop. It's, it's, it's insanity. But I can't, I can't in good conscience for me uh, vote Donald Trump. I think he's divided the country too much. I, I feel that his handling of, you know, an actual pandemic has been so poor. The economy's in shambles. So many people have died, you know, 230,000 plus um, you know, just saying terrible things about these frontline workers and doctors that work around the clock, nurses and doctors crying and breaking down on the internet because they're seeing so many people dying that they can't save from this virus. And he's mocking them, calling them fake. They get money if they say somebody died of COVID. You know, I... I just don't see any compassion or logic or kindness in this individual. And as much as I couldn't vote for Hillary Clinton, 
uh, the last time, I can't for me vote for Donald Trump this time. I'm taking the stab in the dark with the lesser of the two evils. And uh, if I must be honest, folks, again, I wasn't even going to vote in this election. I said, you know what? I, I called this from the beginning. I knew it was going to be Biden versus Trump. I predicted that Trump would win and it might look good, but then he might really go off the rails and be absolutely terrible. I keep calling it like it's a show that I've seen again and again and again. And I think a lot of it is an act. And I wasn't going to vote. I said, I'm, I'm out. I'm not doing it. It was my wife and her uncle who said, oh, you got to vote, you got to vote. I said, All right, I'm going to do it one more time. But I already have my prediction of how this is going to turn out. And if it turns out that way, I think I'm done. I'm not going to throw my hat in that ring anymore. But, you know, that's a little bit of political talk after election day, a little bit of true confession from yours truly. And listen, if you voted for Donald Trump yesterday, that's okay. I know everybody has their reasons with who they're voting for. And as much as Donald Trump was a disappointment to me, I understand why there are some people who are voting Donald Trump. I understand the issue between, you know, uh, pro-life and pro-choice. I understand, you know, a lot of different things and why people uh, would vote the way they would want to vote. And it's up to each individual. You know, it's like, it's like religion, you know, seek God, have your own personal experience, make your own decision. So I don't damn anybody for voting Trump. I don't damn anybody for voting Biden. You know, I don't. I think it's okay no matter who you voted for. I respect your opinion. But I don't think we should be fighting and hurting and tearing one another up physically and verbally and threatening violence and putting one another down and insulting one another and calling one another stupid and retards and, you know, Trump tards and, you know, uh, libtards and all these, you know, insulting names. I think we just need to respect one another. That's my opinion. So I hope that clarifies some things uh, about politics where I'm concerned. Um, and like I said, I just always wanted to be uh, real on this show when it comes to talking to people because there's too much plastic in the world and I don't want to be plastic, <laughs> straight up. But what does this have to do with the voices of the false prophets? It actually all does uh, tie in with the subject matter here. And... Uh, you know, this is what's disturbing to me, is how many religious people, people that proclaim themselves to be prophets, and 
they come out and they make these proclamations and they make them based on really their opinions, a lot of them, and then scare people into following their lead. You know, I've seen a lot of uh, Christians, a lot of people, especially in the evangelical community, uh, talking about God is revealing to all these prophets, Donald Trump is going to win the election, you know, then this is going to happen, there's going to be chaos, there's going to be attempts on his life, Uh, there's going to be the invasion of Israel in the Middle East, and then, you know, there's going to be the second coming, you know, all these uh, godly prophecies tied to Donald Trump, and they berate their viewers, you know, if you if you don't vote Trump, God is mad at you. Jesus is not pleased with you. You're throwing in with the devil. You know, it's it's like taking people's personal choice away from them. And that always disturbs me when somebody says, oh, you better do it the way I'm going to do it, or the way I'm telling you to do it, or God's going to be mad and there's going to be wrath, and there's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And I see all of these popular, I used to like watching on YouTube, many of you probably know who I'm talking about. Uh, Sid Roth, It's Supernatural. It was an interesting show. It's still going. There's episodes on YouTube. I watch them once in a while. But I was really disheartened to turn on an episode that I was watching uh, about a week ago. I decided to watch one because I'd watched one uh, just previous. It was uh, on Angels. I didn't even know it was uh, an It's Supernatural episode. It was just Angel Encounters. So I clicked it. And it was, you know, Sid Roth, and it was a really good episode. So I decided to watch another one. And here in the beginning of the show was this big announcement of, you know, how we're all letting God down if we don't vote a certain way. Here how Here's how he's going to vote. Here's what God is going to think if we don't, you know, vote a certain way because then we'll be voting against this and this and this and this and those are God's values and what God wants. And, you know, I I just had a sinking feeling. And I ended up turning off the episode and I said, you know, I, I can't get with this kind of thing and I feel, I feel something's really off about it. I don't feel good when I hear a lot of these Trump prophecies. Not that, you know, Donald Trump is the Antichrist or, oh my God, you know, any of that sort of thing. But I feel the religious community is putting too much stock in politics. When you have evangelical leaders saying God gave them dreams and visions and they saw Donald Trump in heaven seated at the right hand of God, smiling. You know, when we have Christian artists 
uh, painting pictures and doing sculptures of Donald Trump crucified on the cross like Jesus, uh, there's a problem. Not a political problem, mind you, a spiritual problem. So I, I have a real concern about where all of this is coming from. And whether it's Donald Trump, whether it's John Smith four years from now, whoever it might be, I think it's very dangerous to start getting that deep into politics with religion. Speaking for God and saying this is who he wants. Fishing through the scriptures and coming up with these you know, bits and pieces of fragmented scripture and applying it to a politician and saying, he's this, he's that, he's our King David, he's our King Cyrus, he's our, you know, whatever the case may be. I think it's, I think it's getting very dangerous. You know, God said, render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's and the things that are God's to God. You know, God is the only one who gets our worship and our adoration, not a man. And as I've explained many times, you know, but I'll say it once again, when Antichrist, and the Bible speaks of many Antichrists, not just one, that there will be many in the world. And we trip over that word anti in the Greek because it doesn't mean against like, um, I'm anti-drug or I'm anti, you know, white sugar, you know, or white flour. It doesn't mean that. The Greek word originally, uh, you know, rendered from the word that we read anti, which is blind to us in our world because, you know, we're you know, we're anti-Republican, we're anti-Democrat, you know, uh, Democrat, but that's not what it means. The word means literally another or in place of or a substitute for. So it's not an anti-against Christ, it's someone coming claiming to be or be from Christ. So much like the devil, you know, when you see uh, paintings of the devil with the, you know, the uh, the pointy tail and the horns and the red skin and the pitchfork, that's not that's not the um, that's not the picture that the Bible paints of Satan. I said he was a, it's very beautiful. He's brilliant. He he comes as an angel of night, uh, an angel of light. He's not a hideous monster. And this is why some people can get deceived by, you know, these spiritual visitations and spiritual experiences that end up turning bad because they're very beautiful. They're not hideous. And just the way when the Antichrist comes on the scene, the, the main one, or any Antichrist, they're going to seem very appealing. Everyone's going to love them. 
what would people do right now if Donald Trump, just as an example, started doing miracles, healing people, calling fire down from heaven, as the book of Revelation says the Antichrist will do? We would have 80 to 82% of the evangelical community falling on their knees in front of him. Do you see where I'm going with this? And I'm, and I'm not saying that's going to happen. Again, I'm not saying Donald Trump is the Antichrist. But I, I think this is kind of a primer for what is coming, showing us how easy it is for human beings to get into this almost worship mode of another human being, a politician. What would they do with somebody who does seem godlike, starts doing the miracles like Jesus did? I mean, people would be, oh my God. And here we're going to have people like many of these Christians that are so wrapped up in politics. If this person is of the right political party or strikes a certain chord with them, oh, God showed me in the vision, this guy, oh, he's... You know, he's Elijah come again. Oh, he's the second coming of Christ. Oh, he's, you know, Christ's little brother. Lord knows what they'll come up with. So you dis- do you see the kind of deception this can lead to? It's a dangerous road to walk, and this is why I look at a lot of these prophets and I say, what are they saying? You know, let's go back to those words of Jesus I quoted in the beginning of the scripture when the disciples were fighting who would be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And he said, you know, the politicians of the day, you know, and their, you know, uh, their offspring, you know, they, they fight over this kind of thing. It's, it's not so with you. He who will be the greatest among you in the kingdom of heaven will be the servant of all. And now if we look at that, the servant of all, the story of Jesus washing the feet of the disciples, showing it's a humble practice, it's a humble giving of yourself to be the servant of all. Not because you're looking for the limelight, not because you're looking for you know, special rewards, but because you just have the heart to do so. You want to help. You want to heal. You want to serve in a godly sort of way. And people don't realize and people don't understand, you know, and again, using someone like Donald Trump as an example, they don't see that he doesn't fit that description. What does the Bible say about arrogance and boasting? What does the Bible say about the haughty tongue and those that insult and those that mock? What does the Bible say about those who tell a lie or utter prophecies that do not come to pass? I mean, again, I'm not choosing sides or, you know, 
no pun intended here, trying to crucify Donald Trump, but he doesn't fit the bill of the humble servant of God. He doesn't have that heart. The humble servant, like Jesus, Jesus healed the sick. Jesus cared for the wounded. Donald Trump turns the blind eye to 230 plus 230,000 plus people dying and say, oh, we're, we're rounding the turn. Don't worry about it. You know, that old saying, what would Jesus do? And again, I'm not, you know, uh, throwing darts at Donald Trump. Just go, oh, I don't like that guy. Look what he's done. I'm just making the comparison. He doesn't fit the image of the humble serving servant and that's important to see all of these self-proclaimed prophets and uh, these pastors and religious leaders looking past all of that and trying to make this individual fit a certain form that they want him to fit in but it doesn't work if you look at it logically. And that's important, folks, because faith doesn't ask us to, you know, check our brain at the door and not think and blindly follow or, you know, a couple of things we kind of like about this person. So let's embrace everything they do and, you know, start prophesying about them, how godly they are, how much like... King David they are, how much like this one they are. We're getting into some real trouble when we do that. We have, we don't check our brain at the door with faith. Doesn't the Bible say, God tells us, come now, let us reason together? We have to reason things out logically and prayerfully. Because again, I don't, I don't think, you know, Donald Trump is the antichrist. I know there's some people that do, but I certainly don't think that. But like I said, is this uh, priming the pump for a greater deception? Yeah, I, I think it is. I think God is really showing us how easy it is for people to fall into this kind of deception. Even people that are considered great pastor great pastors, great, you know, evangelists and prophets and, you know, experts on biblical prophecy, all these people, what are these, you know, prestigious titles in the world of religion, all saying these very strange things and setting this individual up, you know, almost as an idol. And not seeing what's very plain to the eye and to the ear that this individual doesn't fit the description of a humble servant. So what are these same people going to do when the Antichrist comes? The last Antichrist, the big, uh, the big AC, (laughs) if you will. The one who is another Christ, or in place of Christ, 
or a substitute for Christ. He's going to seem very humble in many ways. He's going to make peace in the Middle East. He's going to make things very prosperous. But doesn't the Bible also say that, you know, after a while, uh, he, you know, he's going to be very blasphemous and arrogant and haughty? Doesn't it seem like we're being primed for something bigger? If we can accept all of this now, what are we going to do then? I think people will swallow it hook, line, and sinker. And that 81 to 82% of the Christian and evangelical community that's running after Donald Trump prophesying over him. And that's a big number, folks. And that's a big number that is likely to be deceived with the great deception that is to come. And we might not be far from it at the rate we're going. But didn't Jesus say, now think about this, folks, think about this. Didn't he say many are called, but few are chosen? Didn't he say there would be many at the end that would say, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we do all these wonderful things in your name? And he'll say, depart from me, I never knew you. These people thought they were doing the service of God and of Christ. Because, Lord, didn't we do all this in your name? Look at us. That's going to be a lot of people, he says. Depart from me, I never knew you. And again, let me make this very clear. I'm not saying this to choose a political side. I'm not doing this to make fun of or, you know, drag through the mud any particular religious denomination. I do this from the heart to tell you, the, the few of you, the many of you, however... Whoever listens, just be careful who you follow. Men always seem to lead men astray. You know, these religious institutions, they've always had the knack for turning the blind eye from the truth, persecuting the actual believers, and perpetuating their heresies and their lies and their arrogance. And they've led many astray over the years, and there's a bigger being led astray that's coming. And I'm just telling you, be careful who you follow. And like I said, I don't care if you voted for Donald Trump. If that's how you voted and you weighed this out in your mind and said, this is how I feel I need to do it. Fantastic. I don't think any less of you. I'm not going to sit here and make fun of you. You made your choice based on the evidence that was in front of you, and you made it to the, the best of your ability, as did I. And I can respect that. I can respect whether you're Protestant, whether you're Catholic, whether you're 
whatever you are. If you're Muslim, if you're Buddhist, you know, I'm not one of these people that uh, beats anyone over the head uh, with religion or, or politics. Everybody's made whatever choice they've made for whatever reason. Their own good reasons. So it's not about any of that. My thing is just telling you as someone who gives a crap. I give a crap what happens to people. When I look at the way the world is going right now, I feel sad. I mean, sometimes it makes me angry because I see so much arrogance and, you know, that that arrogant bullying attitude that used to be hidden on the internet has now infiltrated our world. And there's just something about that attitude that really gets my goat. And I, being honest again, I have to be careful because my temper can really flare with that kind of thing. And I could go at it with somebody. If I see somebody threatening me or, or even... If I went out to vote and saw somebody, you know, threatening someone else at the polls that I didn't even know, I'd have to be careful because my first reaction would be to jump right in there tooth and nail and, man, just be ready. But that's not who I am in my heart and that's not who I want to be. So I have to be really careful as all of us do. But aside from all of that, you know, it makes me very sad to see the direction the world is going in and how people are treating one another and the level of deception that is out there from politics and religion. And it's heartbreaking. And that's my biggest mission to be here right now, just to say, hey, listen, folks, be careful who you follow, because I think the, the pump is being really primed for something big that's coming down the line. I don't know how far, I don't know how soon, uh, it might be sooner or later at the rate we're going, you know, and you don't want to be one of these people following after the false prophets. Oh, Donald Trump, isn't he so wonderful? Oh, he's our King David. Oh, he's the Trump of God and all, all this crazy stuff people have come up with. You don't want to be a part of that. That when the Antichrist steps on the scene, oh, look at look at John Doe. He's so wonderful. He's so humble. He's, oh, he's doing miracles like Jesus. Oh, this is the Messiah. You don't want to follow people down that road. Have eyes to see and ears to hear. Okay? That's the only thing I'm telling you. Don't be part of that possible 80 to 82% of people that get deceived and it all becomes for naught because you were so deceived by men and their pseudo-spiritual, uh, you know, politics. You don't want that to happen to you. You don't want to be one of the people that had said to depart from me. I never knew you. Who are you? Have a real heart for God and... Really listen to what's being said. Because, you know, I'm not setting myself up as some, you know, wonderful prophet 
But I, I feel really not good when I hear a lot of these political prophecies coming out of the, you know, the religious corners of, of, of the world. It's the same feeling I got in many churches years ago where I shook my head and said, I, I don't feel God here. I'm sorry. You know, am I wrong? I don't know. You know, I used to think that, but it turned out I was right. And I got that same feeling. I'm sitting here going, I don't know, man. I don't feel God in that. I don't think he's there. I think this is coming from their heart, their mind, their agenda, their bias. And that's not what you want to follow. In closing, if I could give you my prediction, if you want to call it that, for this country, for this election... I lean more toward Donald Trump winning. And if he does over the next four years, I think we will be decimated. And we will vote for the devil himself to get us out of the mess that we're in. That's what I think. If by some slim chance Biden gets in, It'll be a little bit better on the surface, but I think we'll start going down that democratic slope again where it's all about racing toward the new world order, and things are going to get really strange, and we're probably going to be decimated in a different way. So hold on to your hats, folks. Be careful who you follow. Follow God. Walk in faith and love. That is the safest road you can walk. I'm Paul James Caden. I thank you for listening. I hope you got something out of this today, and I hope you understand what it is I'm saying and that I'm not making some political stink or anything of that nature at all. But I appreciate you listening. Stay safe. Stay well. And uh, walk in faith and love. It's important now more than ever. I'll talk to you next time here on The Infinite Journey.